Hey everybody, Diana here for the Change Worker Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Um, I wasn't sure what to call it because uh, I had a very interesting conversation with a coworker that um, left me reeling a little bit and made me one um, really question how I perceive things. I I thought I was past a certain point in terms of my reactions to certain conversations. Apparently not. And two, realizing that I could work through the fallout of those conversations that I've had um, in the past. And I'm assuming I'm going, I'm going to keep having these conversations in the future. And these conversations are about boundaries. Somebody really completely took me off guard that they they had to establish a very um, big boundary with me and I didn't see it. And I was, it wasn't the best sort of circumstances in terms of this conversation. Um, there's that. Uh, it was kind of a rushed. I was waiting for a client and having this big, deep, dark conversation, which I really wanted to have, but it was just not good timing. And being in that sort of uh, rushed state may have contributed to how I reacted and um, what happened, what was the fallout for me as far as that conversation was concerned. So it was about, uh, the details aren't really important, but what came to my mind when I decided to talk about this was that the wording I was used was like, I was trying to think of the title, when confronted by a boundary through criticism. And I recognized that that word choice was very telling uh, when somebody is instructs you about a boundary, it is not necessarily a criticism. It's just a boundary. But I've always taken that as a criticism. And so I'm going to be using a lot of, in quotations, the word confrontation, the word criticism, because I don't think it was intended that way. It was, you know, boundaries are clarifying somebody's lines and everybody has the right to declare what those boundaries are all we are responsible for is our reactions to those boundaries and do are we going to respect them are we going to um get the opportunity to kind of figure out like well how did i step over the line for you because i'd like to know and so um I viewed that boundary declaration, for lack of a better phrase, as a criticism. That was my first reaction. I was thrown completely off guard by this and not really in touch with where this might have been coming from for this person in that moment. It was all reaction. It was all going back to a default setting because I viewed it as a criticism, but it's my default it's an annoying default to to view someone being straightforward and establishing boundaries as a criticism of me and something i've done and it has nothing to do with me 
<laughs> really. Um, I overstepped a boundary and didn't know it until that moment. And I was completely caught off guard. And this person made it very clear and I still wasn't picking up on it. And I finally said, did I, are you telling me to F the F off, back off? And I looked at her and I, I was kind of like, that's what I wanted to know. That's what I was hearing, but it just wasn't registering at all. And I still didn't get a definitive answer. So I was like, I kept talking around it and I was like, I, I need to know. And then it sunk in. And then I got mad, I think. So in the meantime, after I got mad and I'm again being questioned, I'm trying to clarify, I'm getting mad. And I, it was so overwhelming to me. And, and, and it just hit me in this, I don't know, 10 minute conversation that there was some massive internal scrambling I was doing, trying to figure out how to react, how to feel, how to behave. So I, in a way, I'm, I'm not letting on how flummoxed I am and just kind of how shocked I was by the boundary declaration. And it, I went back to my default, which was interpreting this whole thing as time to build up my defenses against this perceived threat. And I suspected that the person who now was, quote unquote, confronting me can see all my flaws and weaknesses and, it's, and is about to attack. Listen to that language. This is how I've perceived it for years. And I, I've known this about myself. I've seen it in other people. And it's fascinating to me how triggered we can be by some of these conversations and automatically interpret them as I'm going to be attacked. This was an attack. This wasn't a, an establishment of a boundary. This has, in a way, has nothing to do with me. Um, it was the person wanting to be clear. So you can see how the brain can ramp up a boundary setting to an attack, a perceived attack. And, and this has been my reaction to, to, to such conversations for, I, I cannot tell you how long. And yeah, is it a default? Is it a, some sort of a trauma response? Yeah, it is. Um, growing up in a household where criticism was pretty much standard and, and it was hip, hypercritical as well, and so you, in, in that living in that sort of environment, you tend to, um, you know, there's a couple different ways. You completely rebel, um, you become a perfectionist, you kind of combine perfectionism with rebelliousness, like I did, and um, trying to be right all the time, that there was always somebody who was right and somebody who was wrong, never something in between. And I, the, I think the big word about this, and it took me a long time to kind of calm down from this. This conversation happened at three o'clock around-ish on a Monday afternoon. And I'm still sitting with it hours later. In the past, I would be chewing on this crap for days. So, but I'll get to that, what I wanted to change about my reaction. So I was shocked by a number of different things. One, by my inability to have read my audience in the conversations leading up to this quote-unquote confrontation. I judged myself harshly for not knowing in advance that someone wasn't happy with me. I also knew I'd be turning this one conversation over 
in my head over and over again for, like I said, days. And I wanted so badly to make sense of it, to put it in a nice, comfortable box so I could stop feeling the way I did. Judge, judgment, shame, guilt, um, shocked, not knowing this uncertainty, the second guessing. I really wanted to feel better about this conversation. And I really wanted to revise this conversation in my head so I wouldn't be the person who did something quote unquote wrong. And giving this conversation far more meaning than it really required, I guess. Um, This person was wanting to establish a boundary with me and I I didn't want to be at fault. This was how I I was interpreting this. I because I wasn't perfect and it wasn't um as good as I thought I was. That was a big realization. And there's this I forget what it's called, but there's um villain victim type of thinking and storytelling that I was doing, that I've been doing. And this is exhausting, as I think a lot of you may know. So I'm turning this this conversation over and over and over and over and over in my head, analyzing this conversation to death. And this used to take weeks, and then it started to take days. And now I'm kind of like, I'm done. I'm, I, what do I need to do and I will get there. This is not going to be something that's going to happen overnight. I, how can I get calm about this? How can I hear this boundary and not take it so damn personally? And I have had conversations like this recently where I'm like, yeah, I want to hear it. So I don't step over the line again. Because I'm not in your head and maybe I'm not reading situations. I don't know you well enough. I don't want to assume anything. So I want to be crystal clear if you can give that to me. So this is not like, this caught me off guard because some of the dynamics between me and this person are, in my head, complicated. Um, And I just, I don't want to use my, all this brain power I know I have to, to check out all the angles and constantly try to ensure that I was right and they were wrong. It's just, that's, it's not how I want to proceed. <laughs> it's just, ah! And I, like I said, I've done such accounting for decades and I, I am very tired of it. So after this day of reckoning, it's a very dramatic day of reckoning and it was just a Monday, I made a decision. I wanted to let it go for a night. I wanted to let it go for as many hours as I could. I wanted to give my brain an opportunity to think about something else. How I, you know, principally, more importantly, how I wanted to feel about it. How I wanted to proceed from this conversation. I wanted to give myself the opportunity to approach my reactions to this conversation differently. I wanted to break the cycle of analysis, judgment, all these wonderful revisions, all these new and better responses I could have had if I had had enough time. Um, 
that might change how I feel about myself right now. That was the one thing I wanted to change. First and foremost, how I felt when I perceived this conversation, this boundary setting as a threat. Because I, it feels awful. You feel power, excuse me, you feel powerless, you feel stuck in this cycle. It was very well-worn cycle. I wanted to stop that cycle of feeling like I had just had my nose swatted with a rolled up newspaper. Like I had been bad, irretrievably bad. And when I came to my senses about that realization, I was like, I, this wasn't bad. I had a reaction, period, to this boundary setting. I didn't understand where it was coming from. And uh, you know, I have to allow space for I may never know, and that can be okay. I don't have to constantly use this big brain power I have to kind of figure out where they were coming from. I, I don't need to go there. I just need to know that they, it was important enough for them to say, this is a line you crossed. And it get, it's up to me at that point to decide, okay, how am I, how can I take that into account with this person? How can I be more sensitive to that? yeah but I in that moment and like the few hours afterward I was not there um I wanted to really let the words that they were that they had spoken to be what they were they were just words and I they were information and I didn't want to place all this meaning and all this weight on them I wanted really to stop second guessing myself because of this interpretation I had of these words. That's an that's an awful place to be. And I wanted to connect with my certainty that I'm not a bad person. <laughs> not a bad person for reacting the way I did that um that I perceived myself as a victim in this conversation. That it was all just, okay, you, you, you're aware, I'm aware enough about myself that I've had, I've been in, I've reacted this way in so many different ways in different conversations in the past. And I know these are my tendencies. It's okay. You, you can stop beating yourself up right now. Please. It feels awful. So other people's reactions to my actions can be Okay. They reacted, there was a boundary I crossed, there was something I said and did, and I know what kind of what those were, I suspect, I do not know, and how I could have handled things differently in this these other previous conversations. I really, at heart, just wanted to feel calm about when I saw that person again, I wouldn't be weird <laughs> and awkward, um, that I... It didn't matter how they approached me. I I wanted to be super calm and clear about where I was. I wanted to be... I didn't want their future reactions to be, to be part of an equation I had for myself in that moment, if that makes sense. I wanted to be... I wanted to go back to my certainty, my hard-won certainty about who I am, what my motivations are, what my intentions are, um, and and know that I'm human. Bottom line is I'm human. I had a reaction that they probably will never know anything about. And 
I, I don't have to be weird about it. I can find that certainty and that calmness. And it might be kind of weird until we, you know, sort of work through this. If that, if, if that's what happens, I don't know. Um, I, I won't know what somebody wants from this going forward to, you know, is our future working relationship going to be affected by this one conversation? And no, I hope not. I don't, you know, I, I think everything, every sort of, uh, interaction with somebody else that you work with is, is always, you got to flesh things out. I haven't known this person very long. I made some assumptions I read too much or too little into to things that they had said. There was some mixed messages um, that I got from them that I just maybe didn't pay enough attention to. Maybe it wasn't my job to pay enough attention to it. I just was reacting to what they said. Um, yeah, I don't want to have. I don't want to be talking about the, like like this again, um, either with myself or with somebody else. I'm bringing this up because I don't think I'm alone in this over-analysis, in this second-guessing and wanting to react to somebody's boundary-setting or quote-unquote difficult conversations to the extent that I have. And I know some other people do, you know, and they stay, I have stayed in that second-guessing, self-judgment, self-loathing period for way longer than is probably healthy. And I'm not, I don't think I'm alone. So why I'm bringing this up is because we can have reactions. It is perfectly okay to react the way we we react to these situations, to people setting boundaries, as an example. It's okay to react the way and to recognize that and give ourselves space to it because those emotions that come up can be huge and overwhelming and we want to tamp them down and restrict them and put them in a box so we can, in that moment, feel better. You know, I like to learn from my from what happens to to interactions because I have been a solo practitioner for so long I've avoided being around people especially in, in a professional environment like a, a colleague environment because I didn't trust myself to react in a way because I knew I could overreact and flare up and it became much bigger than it really needed to be and I felt responsible for that flaring up overreaction. And it just, it, I was like, Ugh. so how I tried to control that was just remove myself from other people, <laughs> which, uh, you know, served a purpose and was necessary for a lot of things. I mean, I wouldn't change how I've worked and run my businesses and, and sort of kept myself from other people. I, you know, I don't think it was, it was not only self protective, but it was kind of necessary because of my sensitivities about other people's energy and other people's stuff. And I needed to build up my fortifications against those real and perceived quote unquote threats from other people's reactions and words and situations. Anyway, I hope that makes sense because I, um, I don't like overreacting. I don't like placing a lot of meaning on someone's words. And when it has such a, a, a debilitating effect on me, I'm doing that, not the other person. So this whole thing about wanting clarity about what happened, what I perceived happened, maybe the sequence of events, 
the post-mortem, as I like to call it. Um, I wanted to be clear about all that to some degree. I wanted to maybe surmise where some of this was coming from. I wanted to take responsibility and accountability to maybe what led to this conversation, how I could have done things differently, how I could have handled, I could have handled different things, you know, how I will handle different things in the, in the future. I mean, it was sort of like, I wanted to evaluate this, but I didn't want to do it exhaustively. And I didn't want to spend a lot of time doing it. So I set a time on it. You're going to get clarity at some point. At, at, at There's going to be a timer on this analysis, this postmortem. And because you, I know myself well enough. Why, why do I have to sort of regurgitate and uh, really go over it with a fine tooth comb? I just don't need to. So I allotted myself a certain amount of time to get to the point where I where I wanted to be with it. Because, you know, sort of a, a, a goal was like, when I see this person next time, how do I want to react to them? Do I want to pretend that conversation didn't happen? Did I want to be... Um, I didn't want to be sort of bubbly and people-pleasing and, oh, you know... A, full of apologies. I didn't want to do that. Been there before. Don't want to do that. I do want to take responsibility. Does that require um, an apology? Maybe. And I want to be in a good place to offer it. And I want to be super clear about what I'm apologizing for. You know, and that's been a another rabbit hole. I want in the past, I've wanted to apologize for being me. And using that apology to people please somebody else so we can be okay again, so it can be smooth, so we can go back to where it used to be, that this, this relationship. No. I want to be offering that apology because I'm like, I know there are things I could have done differently. And, you know, for that, I, this is in retrospect, it's, you know, 2020 is hindsight is, you know, it's a wonderful place to look back and know like, yeah, I could have handled that differently. I don't want to do like a, overarching apology for all my real and perceived uh, doings, my behavior, my assumptions. I made assumptions based on the information I, I got from this person. That's where the mixed messaging came in. And maybe, you know, that confused me. And so because of that confusion, I made assumptions. So I'm willing to take responsibility for that. Um, I don't know there are certain things that um, I don't know what that other person needs to take responsibility for, if anything at all. I don't, I don't, I don't want to care about that. And so I want to just be focused on what I'm going to do differently with this person in the future. That's all it boils down to. That person can do and say anything they want. I don't want that to be a factor. Um, all that is under my control is how I react in the future. And I know I can get weird in in the aftermath of something like this. I know I can get awkward. And like I said, offering apologies or these blanket apologies for all kinds of things as a means of people pleasing and trying to manage how they experience me is not the way I want to go at all. I want to be very clear on like, you know, I had human reactions to this and maybe some of them were justified. Maybe some of my assumptions were justified. I don't know. But, you know, I'm going to be a bit more thoughtful when I say 
and offer things to this person um, and read the room better. That is my takeaway. I'm going to stay in my damn lane and read the room better, which means just being more mindful, more observant. And I, I offer this because, I mean, these kinds of conversations can happen anywhere at any time with just about anybody. And this happened with somebody I don't know very well. And this can happen, this has happened with people I thought I knew well. So I guess what it comes down to is is I, I, I'm working on me. Um, I want to be the person who is open to hearing what someone else has to say, even though I may not, it may not be what I want to hear and it may not come out of their mouths in a way that I would want to hear it, but I want to hear them. I want to hear, be able to hear what they're trying to say, what they need, what they might be afraid of. And I, I can pick up on that if I'm open, truly, honestly, curious and open. And that requires a lot of, you know, maturity and grace <laughs> that I can give myself in that moment. Cause I'm, I'm not going to know everything. There's this, you know, I've had conversations about, uh, what I'm not owed. There's an, a previous episode. I'm not owed information. I'm not owed knowledge, um, about someone else's inner workings. All I can really go by is what's going on in my head and not my assumptions about what might be going on with somebody else's. So I have to leave that at the door too when I'm open and curious about, yes, I, I want to hear your boundaries. And I, I remember telling her this. I said, but I, inside I was angry because I was taken off guard and all the things I mentioned earlier. And I was just like, where is this? And yeah, I was angry. And I know why I'm angry. I'm angry at myself because this perfectionist I should have known, all this sort of judgment and blame <laughs> in that moment. And I'm like, this is my fault. I was angry because I thought this was my fault. I created this, which may or may not be true. I don't know, but that was my reaction. Um, and I remember I said, I'm not, I'm frustrated. And I, and I said, cause I wanted it, like I said, I wanted to be clear, like, you know, you are telling me to basically back off. I, I remember saying that and basically that tone of voice, I was like, you're telling me to back off. This is something I need to know. And, and then, you know, all that, all those other emotions stirred up behind that. And so, you know, when I think back on this conversation, I was like, yeah, there were certain things that, you know, were not, it was not an ideal environment or time to have this conversation. Anyway, it happened. It was her trying to be clear and, uh, about some things and yeah, it, it pointed to me, you know, some of the things I need to work on. That's all it is. So I did this, uh, episode because I know other people are out there who might respond accordingly. And, you know, I'm walking you through my own neuroses as a way to show you that it doesn't, you don't have to react the same way you have in the past, that there are a whole lot of options, no matter where you are, in your growth as a human being, your evolution as this this more open human being that 
you may or may not want to be, that you can lessen the complications in your life by sort of being centered and grounded in who you are and the certainty of who you are, which may be hard won. Like I know I am certain about these things about myself and I am not a bad person. I am, I am 100% human and I'm going to react to things in ways that are old reactions to possibly new circumstances. And this, I want to end there is light at the end of the tunnel. If you've been overreacting or not liking how you've handled certain conversations, there is always room for change and awareness. And it may take a while, but that shift can happen. We are all works in progress. And there's always room for your humanity when you're trying to change. That's what I'm offering by this little story. And it's one of the biggest things I've had to to deal with is my own, you know, and I talked about trauma responses. This was a, you know, I wasn't under the attack, but I perceived it that way. And that's how, you know, whatever has happened in my past, like for instance, my family of origin and that perceived criticism, that was my trigger what's yours. So if you need to talk this out, like I've talked this out with someone, I am always available. Just let me know. Thanks again for listening. And I will be back next week. Take care of yourselves in the meantime.